Hey everybody and welcome to another episode of Pull Up a Seat with Alex Starr. Got a great episode in store for you today. I would like to apologize for the lack of podcasts lately. Um, I, work has been a little crazy. Went to California and Idaho and Alaska. Um, but now it is pretty much done, slowed down, and got some time off. So putting a goal of once a week for podcasts probably be end up being every two weeks, um, but I got some really new, interesting people that I'm going to be talking to and getting on the show. So, um, as a little lead-in to today's podcast, I went to Boot Barn uh, a few days ago and got cowboy boots for this upcoming hunting trip I'm doing with a friend where we're riding in on horseback to hunt deer, uh, which I'm pretty excited about. So I go and buy cowboy boots, and I'm the, now the one wearing the cowboy boots, and I start to realize how much I usually judge other people or have a preconceived notions in my head about the type of person they are just from the type of fucking leather that they have on their foot that wraps their foot. And now I'm the one wearing it. You know, usually probably a redneck, Republican, you know, they love their guns, redneck. Those are common words I think I used to associate with people like that that would just wear cowboy boots. That's it. If you put laces on the front of the boots... Then they'd be hiking boots, and I'd have a whole another set of preconceived notions about uh, dorks that drive Priuses and wear cowboy boots. Um, so I don't, you know, it's it, those kind of judgments. They they come quick, and the scariest of all to me is that they're so much of a habit that I'm not even in control of them anymore. And then who is in control of them? I don't know. That's another talk for another day and another podcast. I do know that my buddy that you're about to hear uh, would was definitely judged for his appearance, and uh, when you see him now even, there's certain things that pop in your head that uh, just aren't true at all, and uh, made me, when I first heard his story over a year ago, it made me realize how much uh, we all do that on a daily basis without even realizing it. So, I'm excited for you guys to hear his story of salvation, rags to riches, the whole nine yards. Uh, you'll hear it. Uh, please send me an email, pull up a seat at alexstar.com. Been hearing from quite a few of you uh, and love it. Love getting the feedback and the comments. So, please shoot me over an email. And uh, without further ado, I would like to welcome my compa and brother, Alonzo Hernandez. Welcome to Pull Up a Seat with your host, Alex Starr. Okay, I am here with the man, the one and only, Mr. Bandido. Okay. <laughs> um, so I wanted to have you on because your story was the one that initially got me into podcasting. Remember last year we were talking about it? Yeah, I remember. And I was, was going to write a book about you. Yeah. But then I thought podcasting would be a little easier. <laughs> <laughs> so basically all the stories I've heard and stuff over the time we've spent together on the crew and stuff. Um, what I like the most about it is how you started your life 
and all the stories I've heard about that and all the things that it led up to and then now where you're at now is such a sweet story of like I've told you like redemption and salvation and all that good stuff yeah yeah um, so you started off border town Arizona yeah and no dad no dad and so what was it like growing up this was what early early 90s yeah well cause you're old as shit <laughs> <laughs> um well it started what I was um I was born and raised um in Arizona um, it, it was a it was a good life it was hard I didn't have a father or anything like that I had a mother aunt some brothers um and your grandmother raised you, right? Yeah, my grandma. Uh-huh. She was she was the head of the family, man. Uh-huh. She would the matriarch. Oh hell yeah! Whatever yeah. she said goes. That was it, man. Uh-huh. So that was it. Was a it was a cool life. I can't I can't say nothing bad about it. it. Was it was a good life? The only thing um once she passed away, that's when everything changed. Everything started changing. My mom ended up getting married, and um, shit went wrong. It was crazy. It's it was at age I think thirteen. That's when my life started changing. I started um my mom was that was crazy when it, my life changes when my mom was gonna get married, I was in Phoenix. Uh-huh. And when I got home I see everything in my room was was a girl. <laughs> everything in my room was a girl, like what the hell? <laughs> so that was crazy, oh, man. That no was shit. like shit. I'm like, what the hell? And the thing is my life was started more in uh, my I ended up leaving my house uh-huh. I'm like my mom was more into the, the guy and all this that this is that when you were 13 yeah 13 yeah. she was getting remarried and I didn't have discipline or anything anymore so I ended up staying with my friends hanging out started hanging out with some friends that were in a gang and I started getting really into it uh-huh. so that was a, that, I like that it was a it was a it was a cool gang that started becoming friends and everybody family because they would always open the doors for me so that was pretty cool it was like the family you never had pretty much yeah, yeah. and the thing was <laughs> that my stepsister and my stepbrother they were in a different gang wait just from the guy that your mom married yeah they were they were they were, they were from, your age too no well she was a lot older than me the the stepbrother was younger but they were from a different gang so shit started, you know. I started getting like more shit into it, and years passed, and I started hating her. I hated him, and it was it was just off and on, fucking little war, man. No shit. Yeah, it was fucking crazy. It was fucking <laughs> badass. So that's through like, that's like at the end of junior high then. Junior high, school. junior that's high. I was already in in um in the gang. In the gang, really into it. I was really down for whatever I. For, for my gang, for my friends, gotten so many damn fights for them. And that was across the line, too. Across the line? Oh, hell yeah, man. There's yeah. a lot of gangs across the line that would try to come over here and start throwing signs at us. We started throwing signs at them, and shit would happen, man. It was pretty, it was fun. It was fun, and it was a lot of us. Probably in our gang, we were probably like almost, including girls and everything, probably like 110 of us. No way. So it was a big From, game. like, ages what? It all, all depends, man. We had the OGs. 
The, they were like 40. Yeah, well, even older, man. We saw there was guys, Donico and all them. Mm. They were old guys, man. Dalmer and all that. And then you had the the veterans. And then you had um, the just the, the normal ones. And then it was us, the gremlins. We were the East Side Gremlins. Yeah. <laughs> so we started working up. It, it was fun, man. It yeah. was fun. It was that. It was that life. It was a changing. But for me, it was my family, and yeah. and you got to stick with it. And that that's how you grew up, though. You grew up with no, like whose house did you mainly stay at? And everybody's man. All you my just friends. Around the whole yeah, time. I hopped out since I was all 13. through high school. Oh yeah, oh yeah, man. I was living. My mom would end up crying, telling me. Hey, come over and I miss you, mijo. It's like, no, no, man. It's like, I'm okay. I'm doing good. During that time, we started getting involved into drugs. Uh, yeah. Trying to make some money. Yeah. So that was, the, I had money during that age. Because at a young age, I started dealing drugs and all that. So that was pretty cool. Was I was it, a young guy with a lot of weed and coke? Or First, it started weed. Yeah. That's yeah. where it always starts. Yeah. Gateway drug. Oh, hell yeah, man. <laughs> it, was, it was some good shit. And over there, were, um, we, all of us, all all of us had had um, had um money. All of us. Because there were so much drugs. During, back in the days, man. Through the Wild West. Oh, hell yeah. You would ask for a 20 second, boom, you would get a <laughs> fat sack. So, there was so much of that, man. There was so much of that, so nobody, everybody had money, everybody wanted to make money, so that was a that was that was a plus for us. Yeah. So that was um. So how did that start? Like, how do you start getting? I mean, someone just says, "Hey, you know, I got a friend who has, you know, they're moving some pounds across the line." Did a lot of it come from Sonora? Yeah, a lot of it came from Sonora. That's mostly all our. And you're pushing it north. north. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we ended up pushing it, and um, it was easy back in the days. Water patrol wasn't. Probably like twenty border patrols, and we would beat the hell out of them. You'd bring it across the line. So you would no, start we, in Mexico, or someone would bring no, it to you. No, yeah, people would cross it for us. Probably have cinco, like quince, fifteen burreros, uh-huh. and they would cross it to us. From there, we would weigh it, check everything's okay, and then we would just load it up and take it past the checkpoint. Sometimes we would go around the checkpoint, but sometimes it was. The, the checkpoint wasn't a big deal. If it would rain, it was a green light for us because we knew that checkpoint where they were going to take it off. So, man, it was it was money. It was money. Sometimes we would even do two to three times. In a day? Yeah. Just drive, drop it off in Tucson, yeah. come yeah. back? Tucson, drop it off, and then come back, load up again, and go again. How much did you make every run? Um, every run, probably like 3000 And yeah. you're 16? That, that was I was young. No, I started at a young age, man. How old were you? Like the first time you drove a well, because you'd be you. Oh, yeah, you but drive. I was always with someone. You were with someone. Yeah, when always you were with someone. Yeah, they, they would call me El Grandote. Grandote. Yeah, the big guy. Ah. So that's yeah, how you were. How tall then? You were six I, foot. Yeah, whatever. I was big, and I, I was probably like yeah, and I weighed up like probably like three hundred. And you had a beard then too. Yeah, when you were thirteen. Yeah, so all the all the Mexicans would call me Grandote. They they. They wouldn't know me by my name, but it was like, El Grandote. Okay, hell yeah. So that's how I got it, man. That's how I started making money. And then it was, we had so much weed that every day we ended up smoking. We didn't even have to be buying sacks or anything. Then we started having a lot more weed. We would, we were the ones that fucking had the pounds. Uh-huh. So that was fun. All different kinds of weed. Made a lot of money on that. So you turned from like a distributor into the actual like source. Of yeah, weed. but it's always... 
the ones from Mexico, if you wanted to do something big, you always had to work. You, you, the, the Mexican guys would tell you, hey, you know what, I'm going to send 300 pounds. And then I started getting my drivers. It's like, hey, you know what, um, to get my couple of my friends, you know what, you want to work? Yeah, I want to make some money. They would take it up to Tucson for me. And me just getting those connections, I would get paid. So that was good, man. <laughs> Fuck yeah. It's like a pyramid scheme, man. Yeah, man. Yeah. Everybody everybody made money, man. I made money not even putting that so much my hands in it. Then Coke started getting involved. Cocaine was so, was money there. That's how much more money than we Fuck man. If you we, do a run of Coke. Shit, man. If it, if I if we would go to Las Vegas or something like that, we would make some bank. It, it all depends who you have who you have who's gonna buy it. Right. That's where we would make some money. But over there across the line, we would probably get a kilo of coke, probably eight grand, nine grand. Uh huh. That was good shit, man. And you sell it for how much? Shit, 21, 22. 21. So you're making four times as much money yeah. as the weed. Yeah. Which each run? Shit, man. We we would probably then, and it was crazy, man. Like there was one time we were um, going to Las Vegas, and my friend would put him in the speakers. And the bass, you know, when you would hear the bass, like, boom, boom. And you wouldn't even notice that he had fucking kilos in there. And that's no. how we would take our shit, man. Just in the speakers. Yeah. It was fucking... And kilos are not that big. So just a couple... Like more, a brick size? I've yeah, never seen Not that. even a brick, man. It's really? a little... Yeah, it's fucking small. And that you can sell for $20,000. Yeah. And good shit, man. Yeah, I don't know how much the prices are right now, but back in the days, man, we had a lot of that shit. Most it was a lot of cocaine and a lot of um, a lot of weed. Weed was fun and it was easy, but it's pretty big shit, man. The, each burrito would probably carry up to 40, 45 pounds on their backs and bring them to to the United States to Nogales. So that was that was a trip, man. It was fun. It was fun working yeah. on that shit. And you were and so you're at this age and you have. Thousands of dollars. Oh, hell yeah, so, man. You, got, you, got, you have your sock drawer. Yo, shit. Yeah, my sock drawer, <laughs> man. I would open up my drawer and it was just full of money. Just full of money. Just hundreds. Grab a handful and just put it in my pocket. Not worry because it, money was always there, man. Money was always there. What would you spend it on? I don't know. Stupid shit, man. <laughs> Bars and fucking just sparting my ass off, man. It was fun. I didn't have anybody like tell me, hey, Calm down it was, yeah. it was like Yeah let's go do this Let's go do this so Free for all a Free for all man So that was fun man yeah. Growing up with money Living from place to place It was crazy man It was crazy And sometimes I would even get tips Just There was a guy That um Would buy our shit And he was We called him Philadelphia This guy had Probably like 16 different names man Different IDs and everything he would he would get to where we had our stash. He would, we would take out the weed, and um, I'm not kidding, just trash bags, man. Just pour the trash bags full of money, man. And he would just start counting money, start counting money. He had his own drivers, he had everything. So it was we didn't have to do shit, just get our shit over here, and we didn't even we were just the guys that would just receive it, and we would get that guy, and he started just. Buying all our shit, so we wouldn't even have to go to driving to Tucson. He had his own driver. He would bring it to you, so you'd be at your house or wherever it yeah. was. Someone would bring you the weed, yeah, and then someone else would come pick it up, yeah. And, and just, cash was you, already you there just, for us. You were just the middleman, yeah. And the cash was there. You'd for buy us. the one thing for however much money, and then just sell it to that second guy, and yeah. you could just sit on your couch. Like, oh, yeah, man. and we would make money off of that, profit off of that. But we still, after that, 
now we had to cross the money across the line. Why? Because we had to pay the big bosses. And the borreros, the ones who transported that yeah. shit over here, we have to pay them. Uh, so everybody had to get paid right there. Okay. Everybody. Yeah, because this was like so three, four hundred pounds, man. So they so okay, so they just you didn't actually pay the borreros that brought it over. No, they no. They just no. dropped it off for you. Yeah, they dropped and it off and you, we, somebody else gives you money for it that's driving up to Tucson. Yeah, that, but you, that Philadelphia guy right. is our connection. Right. But now you gotta take that money and go give like the cut back to the guys Yeah, but them. put it like if we sell each pound for three hundred, we'll raise it up to four hundred. Right, right. So that's a profit of us, $100 right. each pound. And we would make money every which way we can, man. Try to fill up our pockets. <laughs> so that was fun, man. That was just getting money, man. Trying to make some money at a young age. And just, I mean, like, partying probably more before you turned 18 oh, than most people yeah, have man. by the time they turn 18. Yeah, man. I used to live every house, night. house, travel, everything. It was fun. Every night was a party, man. Every night was... Drugs, cocaine, it was it was fun, man. <laughs> yeah. Shit, we would finish an ounce of cocaine in six hours, man. And just fucking coke, smoke some cigarettes and drink some beers. Yeah. Not even talk to the person next to you. You're so coked out, you couldn't even talk. <laughs> that must be a lot of coke, too. Cause... That was crazy, man. And that's... Yeah, and that's like... I mean, you that's to a T. Like, you just living day to day. Yeah. You had no... The money was, I have it now. You weren't thinking about next year. You weren't no. thinking about your future. You weren't thinking about graduating uh, high school. No, you no. no. The gang and yeah. money. Well, going to schools, man, the, what, the, what the thing sucked. I was good in school. I was pretty smart getting a good grade. But the thing was that fucking slowed me down was the gang because I would fight a lot. Yeah. And so I would get kicked out of every school I would go into. Go there and I would get my ass kicked out. I wouldn't even last probably a week, two weeks, <laughs> and then I would leave, man. Yeah, because people like in school and stuff, you just like people say, "Hey, booster, this guy's like talking shit." Yeah, and we would have and like, fucking you gotta go. Down. Yeah, hell yeah. Yeah, and you've never lost a fight, right? No, no, hell no, man. <laughs> so that's fun, man. That was that. That was I liked that kind of life for a while, man. It yeah. was fun. It was my family and everything. You had yeah. to represent what you you were so i started working myself as a, a gremlin into monte carlo and just started going down and just getting more respect after that man just getting a lot more respect and people knew not to fuck with you right? yeah yeah man it was crazy when i we would go to like quinceaneras or something like that and i would stand up and start walking out everybody knew something was going to happen and everybody would go outside man it was crazy. There, there was one time. I, mean, I had so many friends that were down for whatever. I remember a friend of mine, Waffles, he got there and he's like, Hey, Booster, you know what? I want you to get my back in case somebody jumps in. And, and um, I'm like, oh, if you look, yeah, I'll go outside with you. So we, I start going out. Everybody follows me outside. And he's like, that's a guy, man. Okay, well, hell yeah. And I'm like, hey, man, what's, what's your problem? What do you got with Waffles? Boom, here comes a friend, just knocks him the fuck out. <laughs> just knocks him the fuck out. I'm like, no, man, the problem wasn't with me. It was with my friend. Oh, pick him up, pick him up. Fucking fuck him up. And shit, man, it was crazy. <laughs> I had people just no shit. knew that they would get down for me. So that was a, that was a they plus. Knew, they knew that you had their back. Oh, in the fuck turn. yeah. So that was kind of crazy. That's what I liked about that. I wouldn't even sometimes put my hands in because my friends would just get down for me. So that was a plus. Yeah. So that it made me think about this. These guys are down for me. I'm down for them. It's a fucking family. Yeah. It was yeah. a family, man. Yeah. We all grew up together, so it was fun. 
It was a fun life, man. But shit. Sooner or later, it ends, man. Catches up to you, huh? It does, man. Yeah. It's not as easy, man. It's like drug dealing now. We're fucking where we're from. It's you don't know who you're working with. Um, Border Patrol is probably like two, three hundred vehicles. Mm-hmm. You got sensors. It was 20 back then. Yeah, 20, 20. We would fucking beat them back and forth. And there wasn't that huge fence either, huh? It was just no, a little. No, no shit, man. Did you, you see UT people? Crawling up through the sewers and yeah, stuff? Yeah, through the sewers, through the fence, man. There was a place up there by the stores that uh, there was such a big hole that a vehicle would pass. And it just, they didn't have enough just, people to manage. They so didn't, just, man. So it would just pass full of weed and fucking... Everybody was trying to make money and everybody was making money. Like a gold time. rush. Like a gold yeah. rush. Yeah. Like a border town drug gold rush. Everybody was making money, man. So that was a plus, man. Then I started to get like, oh, shit, this is how everybody's making money. For right. me, it was like, oh, shit, I could make some money off yeah. of this shit, too. Yeah. So, shit, and that was a... You think the Border Patrol agents were... Like, I remember you said that you knew of some people who were letting people go by and getting a cut. Yeah. It was that happening back then with Border oh, Patrol fuck agents? Oh, yeah, man. They just turned blind eye to people, trucks coming through. Yeah, and there was a lot of, of people that got paid in the, like, the custom agents that would just let cars pass. Yeah. But they had their code and just let them pass. Yeah. And, they get a cut. Oh, fuck. They would get a big cut because they would let a couple of vehicles pass. Yeah. So they got caught, man. Yeah. So, shit. That that was screwed up. What would happen when you go over there and meet with, like, you know, you, I know you've mentioned you've been over at, like, like big houses before, mansions, the cars, the stuff you see in the movies of, like, oh, the cartels, you know? You know, you ever seen the movies? They have, like, you know, there's girls by the pool, and they have their Range Rovers and stuff, you know, in these big mansions, you know? Yeah. The cartels. When you went over and would see, like, the higher-ups over on that side, what was that like? It, it was... It was not... Ner- they were pretty cool with us, man. So it was... um, You do see those beautiful houses. I remember going to one house. That guy had probably, like, seven, eight German Shepherds just in his front yard. Guns everywhere. And cocaine, man. I remember going into the house and the plate, like a normal kitchen plate, was made out of cocaine and just cocaine on top of it. And they would just pass it out, man. Just pass it. Just pass it and do like, as much as coke as you want. Who gives a rat's ass? And just do as much as cocaine. An appetizer. Yeah, like an appetizer, man. <laughs> like, wow, and they pass it to me. Like, oh, shit. <laughs> so that was like, it was just a lot of money, man. Everybody was trying to make money across the line. There was one time that... um. We were waiting for some... We had the house stashed across the line. And me and my friend is like, hey, let's go to the store to go get some beer. So we went to go get some beer. And when we got back, we see the soldiers, man. Just like, oh, shit. We're like, we got busted. We got busted. And all of a sudden, we see one of the main bosses like, hey, hey, hang on to it, hang on to it. Like, come over. Like, what the fuck? We're like... And the soldiers were helping us out. So that was like a plus, like you the know what Mexican we get soldiers yeah. are helping you guys. So we got well connected. So we're like, oh shit, this is pretty cool. There were everybody across the line is corrupted, man. Yeah. If you have money, it's corruption. Yeah. So like that one night I was over there, I told you and I got stopped. And like you said they're just looking Yeah, they just want money. They're just walking because they don't make that much money. Right. They don't to twenty bucks a day for them is like, Oh fuck yeah, I made some money. Yeah. So they're trying to stop every gabacho. Yeah. Trying to get money off away from them. So that's how they make their money, man, with the tourists. It's crazy. So everybody's trying to make money during that time, man. It's a free-for-all. It's a free-for-all, man. 
shit, man. Some crazy shit, man. People fighting over like territories in oh yeah on the American yeah. side too. Still to this side, no, it was mostly across the line, yeah. and they still do it, man. They still fight for the placita or for whatever. It's people in Mexico they own their own their own um, how can I say like their barrio, their neighborhoods. Okay, yeah, yeah. So that's how they that's how they own. This represents this guy. This represents don't pass through my shit. Don't sell shit on my side. And it's just like that, man. Everything in Mexico is well organized. And you said if you go across, if I walked across and I'm going down the Obregón, the main street uh-huh. in Sonora. Yeah. Uh, that's fine. But if I was to start cruising up through the neighborhoods. Yeah. Yeah. There's already people that see me. They yeah. know where I'm at. And they've radioed each other saying, yeah. hey, there's this fucking gringo. Yeah. There's this fucking gringo. And what the <laughs> fuck's up with him? And go check him out. And I'm not kidding. Now you see kids, fucking young kids with guns. And they work for the for the for the mafia guys. You just gotta be careful with them, not fucking get them. If you give them money, if you give them guns, a house to stay, a family, they'll do whatever they want right. for for your for your right. for the mafia man. Find kids like you that didn't have a dad, and it's like, yeah. oh hey, you know you don't have a family. Yeah, I'll give I'll you take money. Care of you. Yeah, yeah. Take care of me, and I'll take care of yeah. you. So they won't hesitate to fucking pull the trigger. Fuck no, fucking <laughs> pull the trigger, man. What happened that one time when you went into the... You were in Sonora, I think. You were in the jail. And somebody had killed a cousin or... Oh. Something had happened. And they just straight paid off the cops $10,000. And they knew that he had killed this guy. Yeah. And what is this? Like a 13-year-old kid that walked in? Yeah. What happened with that? Well, that shit... That story blows my mind. Yeah, my my brother ended up killing this guy across the line. And um, they took him to El Cotume. Cotume, they were going to send him. If they would send him to, to Hermosillo, it's like a state prison and there's no negotiation there. They wouldn't let us see my brother at the Cotume. So, so I, I called one of my friends. My friends was very well connected. He was probably like 14 year old. 14 and you're, year old. you're how old this time? I'm probably like 17, 18. No, like 17 years old. Okay. He was younger than me. And um, he's like, yeah, let's go. So me, my mom, my stepdad, and him go, and I'm not kidding. He would just like, hey, open the doors, open the doors, and the damn the guardias, the the police officers were like little ants, man, moving, opening the cell door. Like, hey, I want a doc, I want a doctor in here. They let a doctor in there for a fourteen year old. For a fourteen year old man, he was very well connected. He, man, he, when I when I wanted cocaine with him, he would like just, hey, um. Panchito, give me some coke. And I'm not kidding with a razor blade. Just pack, just take a chunk off of that rock. He was like well-connected little kid, man. And you would notice that because you would see the cars he would have. You would see his house he would have. He was a young. But his dad was very well-connected across the line. There was times that we would get stopped on Obregón drinking, smoking some, some J's and everything. And a cop would stop him. We're like, oh, shit. And he would just pass by. Hey, leave him alone. Leave him alone. Okay, okay, Fioroa. Just let us go. No way. Yeah, like, he, was, he was a kid. He man. was a made man. Yeah. Well, for, for his dad, he was yeah. very well connected. He knew not to fuck with him. Man. So whatever that little kid said, man, he was like, okay. And that's when they just paid the 10000 No, we after that, we um, were like, hey, you know what? Let's We went with a, with a comandante. And we're like, hey, let's try to figure everything out. He's like, okay, well, you know what? We paid him off. And we paid off the vehicle, my brother, to get out. And when the day that we were, I think it was 
10, 10, 11 grand we were going to pay, the guy's mom got there. And she started like crying, sobbing, so everything. So we told her we'll pay for the funeral and we'll give her some money. So everything was, everybody was happy. So money paid off. We got my brother out. Probably he only stayed there for probably like a week. We got him out. Scotch free. Yeah, scotch free. That was it, man. Like nothing happened. <laughs> well, that was crazy, man. Is it still like that as much now? Uh, you know, it's, it's a lot harder. Because people in the U.S. just think that it's like, it's just super dangerous in Mexico, which it, I think it is more dangerous in the U.S., but do you think it's as bad as like the news? You know, you see the news and it's always nah, like... You no, nah, I think you, you could go over there, just don't hang out with the wrong people, don't go into the neighborhoods. Sure. Don't be... Just like anywhere. Yeah, just like anywhere, man. Because yeah. if you go across the line to Oregon, to the discos, walk around, you could have a great old time, man. But if you end up going to the neighborhoods and all that, they would they always want to know who in the hell is this guy yeah, going okay. up the street? Somebody that they don't know. So it was crazy. Like us, when me and my wife and all went went up there, by the time we got from from Buenos Aires all to the top, they already knew how many people were in the vehicle, what vehicle I was in. And like, Maleta's <coughs> like, yeah, I already knew you were already coming up. Everything is well organized, man. It's crazy, man. Everything is well organized over there. So you just gotta be careful over there. There's people that won't hesitate to press the damn trigger. If yeah. they see you do some crazy shit, they're not gonna hesitate. What the hell do they got to lose? They don't got shit to lose. And if something, and if they're connected to a cartel and something does go bad, they just pay no, off they, whoever the fuck it is. Oh yeah, they're just, the judges, just a bullet the for them, man. Yeah, yeah. Shit. The police probably look the other way, man. If they're very well connected, police would just look yeah. the other way. That's it. So that's what's crazy about all there, but it's fun. It's fun. You yeah, I like it. I mean, yeah, I like it. Yeah, you went to go eat breakfast, so it's 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 pretty badass. Yeah, I've been over there at night at the bars and stuff, and it's not. No, it's not, man. It's not nothing. Um, yeah, it's nothing crazy, but yeah, just like any other country or city you go into, you don't know where to go and where not to go at what yeah. time of days. Very true. Yeah, very true, man. Um, so you get to be like seventeen, eighteen, and then what happens that leads you into military school? Because I was end up, I was gonna do prison time. There, For what? I had six years of probation. I think I was when I was thirteen. I started my first probation. Thirteen, ended up doing six six years, and then when I thought my probation was already almost up, I ended up going to um to court, and the then judge tells me, yeah, you got. I I had like three more months left, and then she's like, she adds me another year. So I'm like, oh, shit, another year. I told her, oh, okay, I'll do another year. So I ended up going on the run. I went on the run for like six months until one day I remember I was playing basketball. with, And my sister-in-law, she had probation. So I'm chilling with my brother-in-law playing basketball, and we see these guys with suits. I'm like, oh, shit, who are these guys? And they're looking for my sister-in-law. And then my brother-in-law starts calling me by my name. I'm like, hey, shut up, shut up, don't say anything. And um, he's like, ah, they're not looking for you. I'm like, shut up, shut up. And I'm not kidding, man. A week later, they surround the house. And in my mother-in-law's house, all her windows are just, they got iron, those iron gates yeah. windows. Yeah. So there's no way in the hell I was going to get out. So I remember I was chilling with my wife. We were washing some clothes. And then I get that knock, and then I just hear, hey, you know what? We're looking for for me. And my mother like, yeah, he's in there. 
I'm like, oh, I should tell. I tell my girl, like, you know what? I think they're coming for my ass. <laughs> so, man, they just went in and they just handcuffed me. They didn't even give me a chance to get dressed or anything. They, they just got me, took me to jail, went to jail, and the judge is like that. And what then, were the charges? Um, violations. I had a whole bunch of violations. But what was the initial probate for getting for drugs, mostly fighting, assaults and shit like that? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I was always a good kid, but the only thing I had a whole bunch of charges of fucking fighting assaults and shit like that once you get once you get started they just keep on adding up yeah well, I mean, once you get started too of like get you like when you get riled up oh yeah you're calm but then as soon as something like, oh shit yeah something something breaks that shit man that line, yeah man. i just lose i've seen the fire in your eyes <laughs> i just lose focus and that's it man and i i do you know how you have that tunnel vision yeah that's me i i don't give a fuck what's next to me whatever it's tunnel vision that's when I get fucking a little bit crazy. Yeah. So I ended up going to to, to the damn court. She gives me that another year, get on the run, go to jail. And then I told her about that boot camp. So I ended up going. You told her about it. No, well, she told me something about the boot camp, but I'm like, ah, whatever. Yeah. But then I'm like, yeah, I'll go. I'll go to the boot camp. Instead of going to prison. Yeah. And I ended up going. It was a... Uh, it sucked. I wanted to come back home. It sucked. I wanted to like, fuck, I'll go to jail. Fuck this shit. Because yeah. it's just people screaming at you. Drill sergeants yelling at you. i tell you how to make your bed. It's, it was discipline. It was mostly discipline. It was a lot of PT. And I'm like, what the hell am I doing here? Yeah. What the hell? But it was crazy because it, it's just like in the damn gang. You have your Mexicans. Mexicans all hang out. And we were probably like 15 Mexicans. You had probably like 30 blacks and the rest of them were just gabachos. And um, I remember my, my um, I think it was the first, second day, this, um, I think it's Morales, I forget this Mexican's name, but everybody was from last names there. And he's like, hey, you know what, Bustamante, um, he's um, Nightbreak's talking shit about you. I'm like, oh shit, he is. Okay, well. <laughs> I gotta go see what's up. So we ended up all going to that rec room, and um, and there, and my compa tells me, you know what? That's him. I'm like, oh shit, that guy's pretty big too. Shit, we're gonna get down. Is a white guy or what? Yeah, it's a white guy. And I go up to him, and all those like 15 Mexicans follow me. We, we by that time we all got together, and it was it was we made our group, and that was our group, and we were all hardcore. We were down for our shit. Yeah. So we had to represent. So I'm the first one there, and I was like, "Hey, man, um, you Nyberg?" He's like, "Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm Nyberg. I heard you've been talking shit about me." He's like, "Nah, shit, let's box." I told him, and when I told him that, his eyes just opened like, "What the fuck?" And walk out that eyes, sock the <laughs> fuck out of him. And um, you just had drill sergeants everywhere, everywhere, just yelling at me, telling me all this crazy shit. And from there, I just started getting my respect. Boom, boom. And every Mexican, I'm not kidding, every Mexican, even the small ones, whatever, they were down for their shit. We had some guys that were there for armed robbery, for shit like that, but every Mexican was down for their shit. They wouldn't hesitate. Like, hey, you know what? You would see every day, mostly in the bathrooms, people just getting down. Boom, boom, just getting down, fucking naked, fighting in the showers. Anywhere. Anywhere, man. Morning, waking up at 4.45 in the morning to go do PT. People fighting on the stairs. 
it started getting really crazy. But there was, some, there was like the black guys, we didn't have that much problem with them. They were pretty cool with us. There was one time I remember asking this guy, um, he was a cuckoo clang. And I tell this guy, Anderson, I think it was his name. I was like, hey, man, give me cuts. And he's like, no, no, man. I'm like, oh, shit, let's box, fool. And then um, Johnson, Johnson, he was a cool guy. He's like, hey, hey, what's the matter? Is there a problem? I think this guy doesn't want to give me cuts. I'll handle it for you. I'll box with you. Black guy? Yeah, black guy. So I'm like, oh, fuck, yeah, he's down for me, shit. So we started all, all of us, and the guy's like, no, 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 get cuts, get cuts. I'm like, fuck, yeah. <laughs> So I'm not kidding. <coughs> Us, we all started getting more closer together. After the times passed, we all started becoming more like getting to know each other, more friends, less problems. So everybody was pretty cool with each other at the end, man. At the beginning, it's just pretty yeah, much it's like, fucking tense, man. Every it was everyone trying to have, like power struggles, yeah, and yeah. Get their hierarchy down, and yeah. Everything, everything was tense. Everything, whatever little stupid shit, hell broke loose. So. But at the end, I'm not kidding. Everybody was pretty cool with each other. At the beginning, that's when it was time hard. But uh, after that, man, everybody started clicking. Everybody was helping out each other. You needed something, people would give it to you. So how long did that? How long were you there for? Eight months. How long did it take for it to smooth out? Probably like five, five months. Five months. Yeah. And then the last like three or four. Yeah, everybody. Like, we knew that our program was almost over, so yeah, it was like want to get out. Yeah, and and all it, the social stuff was figured out. The politics. Yeah, and the more shit that we did, that was like more calm. Our drill sergeants were more calmer. Right. So it was they would give us more little freedom. So we were like, hey, you know what? If we start doing our shit, they're gonna give us more freedom of this and this. And they wouldn't PT ourselves. They wouldn't do all this crazy shit to us. So we're like, oh, okay, you know what, let's just, everybody calm down, start hanging out with each other. So, and it worked, man. It, we all started becoming friends, and and the drill sergeants weren't such an assholes with us. So everybody just started just hanging out with each other. I did that, and I graduated. I graduated off that. All my charges were dropped, and I stayed. Still kept on doing my shit. Yeah? yeah. Like, fuck yeah. <laughs> I remember, See, man. I was, that was probably a week week after that. I was clean because every time they had to do UAs on me. So I was clean after fucking eight months. I didn't do shit. And I remember um, my sister-in-law was like, hey, I want you to go take care of my house. So it was me and my brother-in-law. And it's like, and, and I would remember sitting, standing outside and just like looking at the lights and like neighborhoods like yeah, this is pretty cool but she lives on top of a hill and I'm like oh fucking joint would be nice and he's like yeah joint yeah um, a friend of mine lives down the street over there you wanna go and it's like oh fuck let's go so again I ended up he gives us a J and I known that vato for a while and he's like yeah yeah here man he hooks me up with I think a couple of joints and I get to the house of my sister-in-law, and I smoke that joint again, man. And it's like, fuck, yeah. I miss this shit. Uh-huh. And again, I started man, doing my shit again. Just from that? Yeah, just because of that, man. Started dealing and stuff Dealing again. it again, man. Making oh, money. Right back in. Fuck, yeah. Because you came out with no money. No. I didn't have money. My mom ended up selling my vehicle. I was coming back. And, mom, where's my car? Like, uh, mijo, I sold your car. Like, oh, shit. And I sold because <laughs> before I even went to that... I had a couple of pounds and I ended up selling it. I remember I had this purple, purple hair with red hair. It was, it was, it smelled. My house was pretty big and I had the weed in my room and I'm not kidding, the smell would go all the way to the other side or to the garage. 
And my mom was cool with it. My mom was cool. She didn't care. But my stepdad didn't like it that much. So my my mom, I remember she was telling me, well, the whole house smells like weed. The whole house smells like weed. Ah, shit, mom. And before I left, man, I ended up selling my guns, selling my weed, everything. I just, the only thing I took was my paper bag and my clothes, whatever they, I could take. You came back to nothing. 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 And so money, man, I had to make some money. And the weed was there, man. Weed that, during that time, everybody was making money again. You just picked up where you left off. Yeah. Yeah. So that was, during, even in probation, I never stopped smoking. It was, I would just use the, the thing for the boogers for the little kids. You know, for the babies, you know, I, to oh. take out the boogers, uh-huh. I would put urine in there and just squirt it off, man. Squirt it off. I'll tell the probation, hey, man, turn around. I can't piss while you're looking at me. And he would turn around and... There was some they time, would fall for that? Yeah. And there was times, I'm not kidding, man, I, I wouldn't squeeze it all. And fucking piss would come down my fucking leg. Like, <laughs> oh, shit. I'm like, oh, shit. And the thing is, they wouldn't check. They wouldn't check the, the, the temperature. It wouldn't. No, you would put your the damn tape over that little cup and and put in a Ziploc bag, put your initials, and put it in the refrigerator. So they wouldn't even know the temperature. So I did that for a long time. There was one time I remember I I, I was fucked up. I was smoking weed and everything. And my probation officer calls me. He's like, you know what, man, you're gonna have to drop the weight tomorrow. And I remember the homeboys telling me, hey man, if you drink Clorox, some gotas de ajo, some some drops of um garlic and shit like that and some lasiks they're called lasiks these pills are supposed to clean you you'll be clean (laughs) oh shit fuck yeah so I drank some Clorox I drank all this shit (laughs) and I'm not kidding I did the UR pissed on a cup like fuck yeah I'm gonna be clean fuck no I came (laughs) fucking dirty man and I fucking he so what happened? more violations man so what happened did you have to go did you just go to jail for a month or something no I just violations they just started adding up violations. Not, they will give you a curfew. You have to be at your at your house at this time. You can't. And I, there was times that the 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 probation would come check on me. Okay, boom, we would check. Are you okay? Yeah. And then I would leave. And later on, sometimes he would come back. So it's just adding up violations, man. Were you still fighting a lot at this time? Yeah, but it was mostly now. It's more making money because there was a time that. Every, they started bringing that gang task force unit. Yeah, to the and high school. Everybody just started separate. They started separating all of us. A lot of my friends started landing in prison, and it was just after that gang thing. It was more like everybody that started making money. They started making money. Everyone kind of forgot like the kind of more petty bullshit fights. Yeah, and just yeah, it was crazy, man. Focusing them. Yeah, now it's mostly just make money. Let's try to make money and as much as we can and. And you would see the gangs around, but it wasn't that much. Everybody just wanted to make money. Even you would even sell some weed to them or whatever. Yeah. Everything was about making money now. The gangs wasn't that big of a deal. Everybody started landing in jail. There was a couple of drive-bys, some stabbings that my friend ended up doing. And and it was like, I guess they got tired of it. The cops got tired of that shit, and they just started closing up on us. And now it's like, it's me. Because it was the Wild West. Yeah, it so was, man. They finally realized... Yeah, maybe we should enforce something. Yeah, there. and I guess they fucking did, man. And they ended up separating all of us, and we all the ones who were smart started doing drug dealing, and it was money, man. Being a young guy and just making money. Yeah, you're 18 now, 19. 18, 19, yeah. and I kept on doing it, man. Kept on doing it till what? I'm 34, but 
the 29, 30 was my last one I started to even realizing. And what, when my eyes opened was when I had my kid. Yeah. So yeah, that's what I was going to say. So you, you, you're, are you, you're married when you come out, when you get married, how old are you when you No, married? I wasn't, I got married probably after because I was, and I was going to like when they, when I came out of that, that, um, boot camp, my, all my charges were dropped. Right. Everything I did as a Jew and I were clean and I wanted to end up going to the Marines mm-hmm. because you know what? Discipline. I was in great shape. And I'm like, I'm going to go to the Marines. You know, I'm going to see what's up. But I ended up, my chick, she was there, and I ended up, um, she ended up getting pregnant. <laughs> How does that happen? <laughs> <laughs> so she ended up getting pregnant, and um, I had a boy. And that was, it didn't hit me at my kid. I remember being at the hospital and everything. I remember the doctors like, hey, you want to help out? I was like, yeah, yeah, I'll help out. I remember holding her leg. And um, I remember seeing that head, like, oh, shit. And I'm not kidding. I felt like fainting, vato. I'm like, fuck, I'm going to faint. I can't, I can't, oh, this can't fucking happen. I started shaking, like, fuck, no. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm, I'm in this. And boom, my kid came out. I didn't, it didn't hit me there yet. Like, you know what, you're a dad now. Yeah. I remember asking my, my girl, I was like, hey, well, you want something to eat? She's like, yeah, yeah. So I went to go buy her something. And when I got back at the parking lot, there were some friends of mine, and I ended up smoking a little doobie, just like, yeah, okay, some tokes, normal yeah, shit. Yeah. Took some tokes. After those tokes I took, I'm like, oh, shit, I'm a father now. That's where it hit me. Like, no way. Fuck. You know what? I'm a father now. Oh, shit. <laughs> so I remember my going to the hospital and everything, being with my kid, like, oh, shit. It wasn't that much. I didn't change that much, but it made me realize, you know what? I'm a father now. It started, like, that was the start of the progression towards... Yeah, trying trying, trying to... Trying to better. Yeah, be but better. still, I still wouldn't. Yeah. I still did my crazy shit and everything. Um, just that uh, it was a father. I guess when my kids started growing up, started walking, he started hanging out with me more. And then he and, started to maybe see you do things that you didn't want him to see. Yeah, my wife would always tell me that. Yeah. And my wife... She's, she she's a Mormon. Um, I've always been a Catholic and everything. So she would my mother in law. There was times, man. Me and my father in law. It was crazy. Um, me and my father. Me and my father are badass, man. We smoke. We did coke. We we did everything. Drink. Party every day, man. Me and my he's me and an, my he's, fa- an old, he's an old old GT. Yeah, fuck right? yeah, man. He, he's down for his shit, yeah, man. He would get down, man. Down, yeah. He would he would, he would get down. He wouldn't hesitate to even fight, man. Being the age he was, man, he was pretty badass to get down. And me and him, we started clicking, man. We started clicking. I remember before all this shit happened. I remember um, me and my girl. Me and we started be, becoming boyfriend and girlfriend, and. Um, I, my father-in-law, I, I smell weed. He's smoking outside. And I'm kind of nervous because he's my father-in-law. I ain't going to tell him shit. You know, he smoke weed. I smoked weed during that time. And I and I remember, he's like, Hey, fumas mota? He told me. My father-in-law, do you smoke weed? I'm like, yeah, yeah, I, I smoke weed. He's like, oh, okay, I smoke weed too. Like, yeah, I know. Um, you want to smoke my shit? He's like, yeah, you have good shit. Yeah, I have good shit. So we started smoking, and from there on, Alex, every day we smoked, we partied, <laughs> we coked up. It's like me and him were inseparable. I would go to his house, get off my vehicle, go into the storage room with him, smoke up everything, and end up leaving. Just leaving every day, me and him were always together. It was it was 
we did had so much fun, man. <laughs> so did much. Your wife fun. know about it? Yeah, she was like, "Take care of my viejo, take care of my old man." She knew what you guys were out. Doing. Yeah, she knew it. She knew it, but she wouldn't mind. She wouldn't mind. My kid during that time, my kid's still a baby. Baby, yeah. So me and my father-in-law would party, and my father-in-law is very well connected in, in um, across the line. So we would go across the line, and they would treat us like like kings, man. We, they would roll our own joints. They would give us our cocaine. They would give us our bottles of, of whatever, tequila. And it, we were everybody would treat us right over there, man. So it was fun being with them. We wouldn't get back home for two, three days. Really? My wife would get pissed off. My, <laughs> my, my mother and I, she would get pissed off. And, um, you two were like out like like college kids. Yeah, and, they would, and my, and, uh, my mother-in-law and my wife would like, try to get mad at me. And like, like, hey, you and why, why and how are you? Are are you don't don't follow your 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 um, father-in-law's footsteps? Calm down. And my father was like, "Hey, don't get involved with him. Leave him alone." And my he would defend me a lot. He would defend me. Don't yell at him. Leave him alone. And you Let's go, booster. And you didn't have a father when you were growing up. So you, were, I mean, you that must you must like that. Yeah, I liked it a lot. I, I it was for me. Yeah, fuck yeah, yeah man. Dude, yeah. But it was mostly more of a friend for me. It yeah. was like he was um. He was in a role model. It was somebody that I could know I could party my ass off and not get in much trouble because <laughs> it's my it's my wife's father. Yeah. So I know I couldn't get in trouble yeah. that much. Because he's as, the one that would get mad at you and you're the one he's the one that you're doing it with. Yeah. So what the hell? And so I, I I would party my ass off with him, man. It was fun, man. During that time. During that time, me and my father went through so much years and years and and I'm not kidding, there was guys that would go to the house with weed in the tires. And um by that time, we would have so much weed. Me and my father-in-law always had weed. There was probably years and years that it would be dry, and um, we always had great shit. Always, man. We always, we never, and my father-in-law is like, if you would get there, you roll your own joint. It's not like, you know what, let's toke, toke, and pass it on. Fuck, no. You roll your own joint. You smoke yourself. your own joint. Yeah. That's how, so we had so much weed and different kind of weed, and, um, we would um people would get there and it's like hey you want some sacale mota and my my um father's like no i already have a lot he's like sacale come on take it out take it out and my father-in-law back in the days was uh he had his own tire shop and he would take out the tires and boom take out another brick for us so we always had weed man we had all we weed sometimes we would sell just to make out some money but we always had weed man always we were very well connected during that time. But there was one time, I guess, my father... Because my father-in-law got in trouble a lot with the law. Once once he stabbed that guy, he he got in trouble. He's like, yeah, he's like, oh, shit, now it's... Because he wasn't... He got in a fight. The, I guess this guy, he was... um My my father-in-law used to drive um, these um, dump trucks. And um, this guy from nowhere... he They had problems. This guy calls my... um my father-in-law and and my father-in-law turns around and the guy hits him with a rock right in the face so my father's like i couldn't do shit he hit me right in the face it was like i felt dizzy it's like oh, okay i'll get him next time so i guess weeks passed and i guess they they see themselves in monte carlo and my father-in-law gets starts fighting with him and my father-in-law still has that, you know, when you still have that thing, like, motherfucker, hit me with a rock. Mm-hmm. My father-in-law took out a knife and stabbed him. He stabbed him like six times. 
six times, and that was crazy. So I'm right there at his house, just chilling, and my fa- I see my father-in-law get there, and um, and um, where where he's like we're smoking, and he, and then we see a helicopter pass by, and he's like, oh, there goes that fool. Uh, see if I, what did he say? I know he's like, I was a cabron. I'm like, hey, what do you mean? What's what's up, suegro? He's like, I just stabbed the fool. I just stabbed him, and I, I bet you he's in that helicopter right now, because they were gonna airlift him to Tucson. So I'm like, oh shit, what happened? What, what's up? I just stabbed him. He's pretty calm. Yeah, he was calm. We smoked the joint. We were smoking the joint, drinking some some liquor, and then all of a sudden you just see a whole bunch of cops. Everybody get there to the house, and they don't see us because we're in back of these trees just smoking. And I'm like, ah, oh, I'm like shitting break. Like, what the fuck? I'm trying to hide my shit. Like, oh shit. And he doesn't. He's just still smoking his joint. And you see him going into the to the door, the, the sheriffs, and they're knocking on the door, and then he's like, Hey, who are you looking for? He's like, we're looking for Aurelio. He's like, hey, that's me. He's like, okay, then we come to get you. And my father-in-law walks towards him with a joint in his mouth, takes some tokes, down some fucking liquor. And he's like, okay, you can arrest me now. <laughs> and they arrested him, man. They arrested oh, him, and he fucking went to jail. So that was crazy, and like, oh, shit. And we had to write a lot of cards and letters and saying, you know what? My, my father was in law wasn't, he, w- he would drink a lot. He had a lot of drunk um, DUIs. Yeah. But other than that, he was pretty cool and everything. Writing a lot of letters, we had very good friends that worked for the cities and all that, trying to make letters and saying that he was a good guy, and he he had to go through those anger management, mm-hmm. and, you know, those counseling shit. So he did not that much time in jail. He came out and he started doing all that, and still he still kept on smoking. But I guess my son, because for him, my son was his eyes because he's the only boy right. from all our family because uh-huh. everybody has girls. And he's, he, my son started growing up, started growing up. And he, one day he just gets to me and he's like, hey, man, he said, um, I'm going to stop smoking weed. I'm going to stop doing all my shit. I'm like, yeah? He's like, yeah, yeah, I'm going to stop. And for me, I couldn't believe because there was a lot of times my father-in-law would say, you know what, I'm going to stop. Yeah. And he never did. Right. So for me, like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, for yeah. sure, man, yeah. <laughs> I still got weed and he's like, and, um, <laughs> so, so eventually he ends up um, stopping. And I told him, if you stop, I'll stop. So he's like, yeah. Yeah, man. Fuck yeah. And like, I'm already tired of this shit too, man. How old's, how old's your son at this point? He's probably like seven, eight. Okay. Years old. So he's getting to the point where he's Yeah, yeah. And my, my, my wife would tell me, you know what? Don't give him the example. Um, you don't want uh, your son to be smoking weed and say, you know what? Well, my dad does it. Does it. Right. Why in the hell am I gonna stop? Right. So for me, it was also an eye opener. It's like, you know what? Shit, I don't want. I don't want to put my son through that. I don't want him to find weed at my house or everything. So I ended up like, well, fuck it. I'm gonna stop too. That day. Yeah, and I was down doing coke every Thursday afternoon. I had my cocaine ready. I had my beer, my weed, everything for that weekend. Every weekend? Every weekend. It was a done deal. I always had my shit ready. So from one day to another, smoke cigarettes like crazy. When he told me, like, yeah, that's it. 
I okay. Oh, I'm done too. Fuck it. That was it? That was it, Mato. But I would carry shit with me. I still had weed. I still had that. I would open the bag, smell it like, fuck, man. Okay, fuck it. But I wouldn't smoke. It was just knowing that I had shit with me was okay. Like a little but, comfort. Okay. Yeah, a little comfort. Yeah. But little by little, I remember going outside my house and throwing the pipe, boom, throwing it. Probably like two days later, I would go try to go find it. <laughs> <laughs> so what, what was I doing? Yeah, what the fuck did I do? Was I drunk when I yeah. did <laughs> So little by little, I'm like, oh, fuck, you know what? I just got to leave. My son's getting bigger. And um, it's just that fucking eye opener, man. You know what? And um, one of my... um. My wife started getting me more into church. Yeah, 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 well, yeah. So I'm like, okay, you know what? Because my wife would always send me the the, the missioneros, the missionaries, mm-hmm. and I would listen to them. I would take the class, and like, yeah, yeah, cool. But it wasn't for me yet. But I remember one time, and this was the time when I was really lost. Probably like when I was 17, 17 years old. I remember, man, reading the and the missionaries would tell me, um, if you if you don't believe what I'm reading to you and anything um pray pray with a sincere heart and um see what you feel ask ask the heavenly father see if it's true what you're reading I'm like yeah okay and i remember i was lost man i was already fucking doing some crazy shit and um one day man i remember getting the next to my bed and reading the book and um i got on my knees and um i prayed I really actually prayed, man, and I told him if this really, if this book was actually true, if this book, book, what I was reading, if it's actually true, and I'm not kidding, Alex, never in my life, man, never in my life I've ever felt that feeling. It was this sensation, man, from my head to my toes, man. It was this sensation like, fuck, you know what, this shit is true. This is crazy, man. I felt... I'll feel it sometimes, man. I guess when I'm not doing any crazy shit or anything, I'll feel it, man. But that day when I asked it if if what I'm reading is true, man, I felt it. You said like, give, like basically give me a sign. Or give, show, no, I told him if, if I didn't even tell him give me a sign or anything. I just wanted to know, you know, what, the, what I've been reading from the Book of Mormon. Is it true? Is this true what I'm reading and everything? And the sensation right after I said that just from my head to my toes... That sensation, man. I've never felt that sensation. Never, man. I've never have. It was a crazy sensation. I'm like, whoa. You know what? It is true. I still kept on doing my crazy shit, but I knew, I knew that that you know what this. Your this life was changed after that. Yeah, but I'm I'm still doing my crazy shit, but right. I knew that you know what this is true. This is true. And in in the, in the Mormons, man, is that you you get sealed with your kids. You get sealed. You know how when the Catholic is death to us part, and the Mormons is that you're married for eternity. You're sealed with your kids. And for me, my kids are everything, man. My kids. I have two daughters now. I have that my son. And for me, it's everything. My kids, man. It's it's. I'll do anything, man. I won't hesitate to do anything for my kids. So, for me, it's like you know what this this is it, man. I, I my wife's good. I didn't. I've done some crazy shit. I almost got. I almost got divorced twice. Mm-hmm. So, and my wife, she's she's good, man. She's my mother-in-law. She's great. She also opened me the doors. Just knowing that I was a that she didn't know me that well, 
but she opened me the doors in high school too. Right? Yeah, that was, was crazy, man. Because I'm going out with him, and it was crazy because first I out, went out with her twin. That's right. Yeah, so <laughs> that part's the best part of the story. So I ended up going out with her, and um, she just started. Um, she opened me the doors. She opened me the doors like, oh shit, man, this this lady. I'm like, this lady doesn't know me that well, and she opens me the door. And she's always she's always trying to give me consejos, telling me like you know what, um, like advice, like boost for this, come down, do all this. And eventually, man, I got the the the. He's like, you know what, this it's, it is time for me to change. Started getting more involved in church. I started getting more involved. Um, I had some Boy Scout kids and everything. So my kids are already getting big. I started right. coaching his Pop Warner. And for me, man, my son's everything. I do everything with my son. Play football, um, go shooting, everything. So it's it's pretty bad badass having a son, man. Yeah. It is. And the girls, I thought my girls were like, oh, man. But honestly, <laughs> man, you, you become like their daddy's little girl, man. Yeah. They, they're and they're they're pretty fun, man. Whatever yeah, they do, yeah, hey dude, yeah, hey dude, hey it's, dude. It's like tell I'm your leader that you want to go home. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, me So, it, it it's crazy because you you um you have a man, and it's like for me, I, I can't discipline because I when I was small, man, I got my ass whooped every single time. My grandma would put her belt right over her shoulder, and we knew that she wasn't kidding. <laughs> she said something that. We didn't listen. We would get hit. Whatever she had in her hands, she would fuck us up. And for me, discipline wasn't like that. And and for me, it's like, I'm not going to be like my father. Because my father was never there. He's a damn asshole. Yeah. You see him around town and you don't. Yeah, he's a fucking asshole, man. I don't really give a rat's head if he dies or whatever. Yeah. But I'm like, I I ain't going to be like that. I'm going to do everything for my kid and be there for my kid. So I ended up doing that, man. So it would change me in life. I started getting more involved in church and everything. My wife, and it's crazy, man, because when every time that I would try to go up to Tucson or anything, I wouldn't want to because I would always have drugs. Mm-hmm. I, even my vehicles, I was afraid of my vehicles because checkpoints, checkpoints started getting harder and all that shit. I'm like, fuck, I don't want to go because what if I don't? But I had well connections still. I would make a call. Hey, you know what, compas, you got weed over there. And they would, um, they would already have shit for me. But I had that, when I started changing, I didn't have those worries anymore. It's like, shit, I could cross the checkpoint, not worried about if I have shit. It's like, you know what, this is a pretty good life. (laughs) (laughs) So I ended up like, you know what, this is pretty good, man. I didn't didn't have weed anymore at the house. And there was, I'm not kidding, me and my wife probably moved to like 17 apartments. And there was, I remember my wife, there was a brick of 10 pounds at the house, but it was dry already. I guess moving around from apartment, I forgot about it because I would always get some good shit. And um, there was one time I remember we were moving, I don't know, from another apartment to another apartment. And my wife's like, what the fuck are you going to do with this? Oh, shit. It was a brick, man. A brick of dry weed of 10 pounds. So I ended up just throwing it away. Oh, shit. Just fucking a brick, man. But I forgot about it because there were times that we had probably like 300, 300 pounds. We got to sell some they traded shit from and I ended up staying with some couple pounds and I guess one of those bricks ended up staying at the house and you had no idea and no idea man forgot about it so it was crazy man I didn't have to do that shit anymore just fucking try to hide my shit now it's and it's crazy my son's now already 13 years old yeah 
So I don't want to be like, hey, you know what, Dad? I found some weed, or you know what, you smell like weed. He already knows what's up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's crazy when I um, will be downtown or whatever, and my friends, the ones that came out of prison, they'll go and hug me like, hey, camaraz, how are you doing? It's like, and my son's like, Dad, how do you know these guys? They got tattoos. Yeah, they're all tatted from the head to their toes, man. Not people that you would usually associate as dad knowing. Yeah. And that's crazy, man. We'll go to car shows. We'll do all this kinds of crazy shit. And I have so many friends from back in the days. And they'll go and hug me and everything. And my son's like, what the hell, dad? I've never told them what my do you, story. What do you tell them when he asks you? I just tell them they're for just friends from school. Yeah. Yeah, I don't want to tell them. You know what I mean? I was in a gang. I used to do some crazy shit. Yeah. He's like, so I'm trying to give them the good example now. Yeah. Trying to... Well, right now, I'm I'm pretty proud of myself because I have changed. My mom's very proud. My mom's like didn't believe it. It's like when you do your in, in um, church at the end of the month, they do testimonials, mm-hmm. testimonies, yeah, testimonies, yeah, testimonials. Yeah, and um, I remember saying what I said, man, what I felt, and everything that I've changed and everything. And I remember everybody crying. Even I cried, man. It's like shit, man. None of my none of my family are 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 Mormons I'm the only one from all my mom's side my dad's uh-huh. side and everybody but they respect it because I'll go to parties and shit like that all my cousins do still do their shit coke weed whatever and I'll go over there and I was like no man I'm cool I was like okay hey don't do don't don't smoke near booster don't call myself go over there to the side I'm like okay like oh uh, yeah so they kind of like they already know and they ask me questions they ask me and I tell them they know everything and I've changed because I would do some crazy shit with them. Yeah. And they've seen me change. Like, oh, shit. So yeah, because I remember uh, last year when Willie joined us. I remember he went to high school with you, didn't yeah. he? Was he the same grade as you? No, he was older than me. He was older, but he's like, oh, I was like, yeah, man, you heard about Booster? And he's like, fuck, yeah, I knew about Booster. Like, he threw down and, like, all the shit. And I remember we were at the saloon talking about it. And I was like, yeah, man, like, the stories I hear from back in the day just don't really match up with the Booster I know now. Uh, and he's like... I don't know what he did, but I'll tell you, like, the person you see right now is, like, way different than the guy that used to be, like, in high school. I mean, like, everyone says that you used to be super cool, you know? Yeah, yeah. But just, like, that other stuff. Yeah. He's, like, he's, like, 100% different now. Yeah. Which, dude, that's pretty, that's not a common thing. No, man. You know? I I changed for the better, yes, man. It was was good. It just got to be the example for my kids now. I have family. Yeah. I'm trying to have another kid. Yeah, dude. Hopefully, man. I hopefully, hopefully. Are you guys? How was the weekend? <laughs> it was great, man. <laughs> so hopefully, hopefully, I have another kid. My wife's never been alone. She's always had a kid. Oh yeah, the little ones. Yeah, and my little ones like. And I'm tell her, are you ready for school? Yeah, Dad, I, I'm okay. As long as they don't give me homework, I'm okay. You're like, okay, Mia, you're you're good for it. Yeah. So she's gonna be going to school very soon, and. Uh, my wife's never been alone, man. She's never worked in her life. She's never had to because yeah. I've always supported her. Uh-huh. And what's cool about her, she's been through the goods, the bads, and the, the all the times, that, and she's always been there. So for me, she gets good props because she's done, I've done some crazy shit, man. <laughs> she would divorce me. She would have left me a long time ago, and, and she's still there with me, man. Now I respect her. Now it's like, I don't try to do any crazy shit yeah. anymore. Yeah. Like, you know what? I wouldn't. And she told me, I remember telling, she told me a couple, probably a year, two years ago, and she's like, you do some one more crazy shit, and that's it. 
you're not gonna see your kids anymore. And for me, my kids are my eyes, yeah. man. My kids are, I'll do anything, man, and snap a finger for them. So it's like, I don't wanna lose them, man. It's not worth it. No, fuck, does, no, man. Does temptation still, not so much like, you know, for girls and stuff like that, because of course, there's always gonna be pretty girls around. Yeah, hell but yeah. like, those old days, you know, you look back on them and you're like saying, you know, oh, it's fun, you know, everyone always looks back at their, you know, yeah. they, oh, they were so fun. But do you ever, is it ever more than just like a nice thought of like, ah, oh, that was fun? Do you ever sit there and go, man, dude, maybe maybe I will try that again. Maybe I will do those drugs again. Well, Does it ever cross your mind more than just a glance, you know, than just a glance? Or like, like, I still, like, no, my kids are in my life now and it's not even, it doesn't even really bother you anymore. It's, it's crazy because I still, there's still my friends that still deal and all that. But now, if you would ever deal now, the thing is, you don't know who you're working with because I, it, it, for me, it's already passed for a while. There's a lot of people that try to put the finger on you. It's like if I tell you, you know what, Alex, you want to work with me, but you don't know if that person what the fuck. Maybe he might be a finger <coughs> and he might just screw you over. Yeah. And border patrol and all that, it's not worth it, man. It's like you get caught, you're gonna go do time. No matter what, you're gonna go do time. Back in the days, it was probably just a slap in the wrist. And that was it. For us, it was like, hey, we get caught, it's a slap in the wrist, fuck them, we don't care. Yeah. But now it's more like, shit, they catch you with shit or whatever. It's more border patrol sensors and all that. So for me, it's not worth it anymore. It's not, uh, it, it would be nice making the money because shit, in fucking three hours, I could make up to three, yeah. four grand. Right, what we we'll make in two weeks. Yeah. yeah. What? So for me, it's like, nah, you know what, it's not worth it. I wouldn't want to, Go to prison, yeah. And my wife getting no to someone else, and oh, my Jesus. son telling me, "You know what, Dad? My mom's um, talking to this guy. Oh, Probably go kill that fool." Oh, <laughs> you know, thinking of being in prison and thinking that, oh, shit, and you'd miss out on and a lot of shit, man. I think if I would, yeah, you miss out on like one game and you're bummed, Michael's yeah, or whatever, or one little thing with your daughters. It, it, it's hard for me right now what we're doing that we we go out a lot. And we, we do what we do, and, and we're gone for 20-some days and everything. It's far hard for me because I know I can't go back on those days. Yeah, yeah. It's hard for me. So when we are like, hey, let's do 40, let's extend, I'm probably the only one like, no, fuck, no, I want to go home. Yeah. And so it's, it's for me, it's like, you know what, I want to go see my kids. Yeah. It, it's, it's, I, like, I love seeing them, seeing, seeing them smile when I tell them, you know what, I'll be there in a couple of days, and I'm there the next day. It's like I surprise them and everything, and just yeah. seeing their smiles, like ah, oh, my dad's here, and like oh fuck yeah, this is fucking great. This is the life. It is, man. It is having a family was changed my life, man. It and it's was, it's, a, it's a sustainable, um, you know, all those like you know, drugs and stuff are always drinking and all that. It's fun, but then the fun ends. Yeah, it, it does. The man. next morning you wake up and it's over. Yeah, it, it is, and man. you keep chasing it. You know, it, like, it's fun. Off. It's fun to drink and everything. Have fun. But it's like, yeah, it's, 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 when, it's crazy, man, because when I'm here doing what I do here with you guys, I drink. But when I'm back home, I don't drink. Yeah, you know, I mean, that's the amazing part to me, dude. That's the what I love about your story so much, and I want to get on it, is that you don't, like, now you're just, like, I don't think I've ever heard you, I mean, we complain about the fucking job every once in a while, because that's what you do about your yeah. job, you know? Like, yeah. There's always something to fucking complain about a little bit. But you don't, like... You know, like, you're never in a bad mood. You know, you're never, uh, yeah, you're never talking about, you know, you, you, you don't, that, that part of you seems like it has completely been 
um, improved upon and changed, like a permanent change. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. You know what I mean? Some people, and they're like, oh, I've changed, or you try to make a change in yourself, and you know that, like, you know you haven't changed, yeah. but you're trying to. Yeah. But you've definitely gotten to the point where it's permanent. Like, yeah. this is a new you. Yeah, yeah. It is, man. It's, it's, it's a good change. I like hanging out with you because it's, like... I'm used to having friends around, like like my family was a gang, and for you, for me, with you guys, it's all like a family. Yeah. So that's what I love about it. You know, damn right, we've been drinking and like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> this. When we played Power Hour, that one yeah, time, you're yeah, like, this is the shit, man. Oh, I it's love like that. Family. And it is, dude. It is. This is a pretty. This is a family too. Yeah. So for me, it's like, fuck yeah, this is badass, man. I like this. We all get it's like right now what we're doing is like. Having fun, we're all together. We all travel together. Yeah. We sleep. We eat together. We do everything. Work together. Yeah. So. And you know when people got like when those trees almost fall on people. Yeah. Everyone flips the fuck out. Yeah. Everyone is like, oh, "Are you okay?" And like, "Oh hell yeah!" Sure, like going crazy to make sure that people are okay. Yeah. Even so. people that are just arguing like two seconds before that. So I I, I like that man. I like yeah. that being with a group of guys and everything. But like I say, there's no place like home. But yeah, that's what I tell all my all the guys is that when I talk to them, and they're like, "Yeah, we're gonna do extension," and I'll go up to them and like, "Do you really want to extend, Vato? Do you?" Like, well, no. <laughs> Don't you miss your family, Vato? And he's like, "Yeah, yeah, I do." So it's crazy, man. I I really do. I really do miss them. And, and, and when I'm gone, it's what's cool about right now this role that we get to we have phone service and internet it's yeah, like, yeah. Hey, what's up how you doing to yeah. call talk to him in the morning yeah. but when there's sometimes we don't have none of that shit yeah. like fuck I wonder if everything's okay yeah and so it's it's an eye opener right. I love this job it's pretty badass that we get to cruise around and everything but yeah family man it's like how uh, how Maya says you know what family always comes first yeah. and it's it's pretty true I oh yeah and if, if you if you didn't have your wife and you didn't have the kids where do you think you'd be? Prison. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck yeah. For sure? Like, not, a, sure. Doubt, not a doubt in your not mind. Not a doubt in my mind, man. Not a doubt in my mind. Because I wouldn't even have gone to the damn boot camp. Just fuck it. I would have said, fucking do my time and came on. Still would have fucking yeah. done a deal. Because you'd have no reason to change. There was no fucking reason, huh? Yeah. I would have made money. Made money or fucking landed in jail. And when it probably came out, I would have kept on doing the same shit because that's all I knew. Do you think that the combination of so when you felt that feeling when you finally prayed and you felt probably, what do yeah. you think that was? Think that was was that God to you? Yeah, was that? that was man. Yeah, yeah, that was the spirit with me. It mm-hmm. was it was it was a crazy feeling. It was. Do you think that that? What do you think came from? Like, do you think the family and that combined, where you had this family and then you had the, that feeling where you're like, oh, there is something bigger than this. Oh yeah. And then you have the kid, and yeah. together. Like in the back of your mind, you're like, oh, I felt that feeling. And once you feel that, you can't get rid of it. No, no, no. You hell did, no, you, you're always going to remember that. And so you had this kid, and then you're like, oh, man, that feeling. You kept, Did you keep thinking about it? And yeah, like, yeah. Oh, you, always, you always have, like, for me, that spirit that, that I felt, man, for me, it was like an eye I knew it existed. I had no doubts in my mind. You know what? This is true. This is true. It, it's It's... If I if I'm worthy and I do that, I know he's always gonna be there with me. And um, I feel there'll be times, man. I'm I'm not kidding. I'm a person that prays every morning, prays every night, prays when we eat. Yeah, yeah I've seen you do that. Yeah, you see, you see it for me. It's a, it's a big deal in my life, man. Because there'll be times I'm not kidding about those. 
there'll be times that we'll, we'll go through some hard, hard shit times and, and we're all like, ah, you'll see it to help me and everything. And, and, and the father will help us, man. God will help us. But then every, everything's okay. And they forget about it again. They mm -hmm. forget about, you know what? God helped you for a while. And for me, it's like, I want him to help me every day. I want him to help me wake up in the mornings, be my family, be okay, be blessed. I have food where every time that I pray in the end when we eat is like bless this food that I eat and bless it for my crew guys that are eating and gratitude and always have it man always have a plate to eat for us yeah so for me it's like for me it's a blessing just to wake up in the morning see my kids smile in the mornings for me all those are blessings man we're como they say in Spanish sobreabundan it's like there there's so much blessings there's so much blessings there's just there's blessings everywhere, Vato. So for me, it's like, I know I exist. I know he's, yeah. he's there, man. He's there, man. So I try to be good because of how they say, if you're not worthy, well, that spirit's going to not be with you. So I try to be worthy. I try to do everything right so I could always feel the spirit because our, our, our job, yeah, we work with fire. And sometimes they put it like, you know what? You could This could happen. You can die. Like, oh, shit, man. Thanks <laughs> <So laughs> like, for reminding me, yeah, fucker. Thanks for reminding you, bastard. <laughs> so it's like, oh, man. I, so I'll pray. I'll pray for the crew that everybody gets home safely, be with our families and everything. So I feel like, you know what? He's He'll be with us. And it's like with me, Vato, I, I have the garments on. Mm. It's a garment, a shirt, and always the, the, the shorts. And I always have them on. And I'm not kidding. I'll be at the house with no shirt. And my wife will remind me, mijo, wear the garments. Remember you did that promise. Like, yeah, yeah, you know what? And when you're, when you're going into the temple, man, and they give you, they say this, this blessing they give you. And um, they say this blessing that I don't remember what it says, but during the time, it makes you like, oh, man, it's from your head to your toes. You're blessed and you're protected and that you always have strength and all that. For me, it's like, oh, man, so every day I wear it, man. Every day I wear it, I wear that. So for me, it gives me strength. It gives me power. It gives me not not try to fall into temptation. Try not to fall into right. temptation. It's always going to be there. Oh, yeah, Vato. You know, las mujeres son bien chulas. Vato, there's so many girls and everything everywhere you look. Like, wow, she's fucking fine. It's yeah. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, there's some good shit around, yeah. So that's that's what also I, I that's what I always have my garments on, man. So it makes me think that it, I'm a I'm getting older. I ain't getting fucking younger, man. I'm fucking 34 years old already, Vato. So I lived a lot. I've lived. I went through hell and back, and I guess it was time for me to change already. It was good because all my friends, all my friends, and all my cousins. They've all been in prison. They're still in prison. Some of them, some are came out. You met some of them. Yeah, my the primos. In Circle K, so yeah, that one came out of prison. He's already kind of like, uh, but still has, he's got like two kids. He ain't no father figure. He's just fucking there. Yeah. But it's like, all my cousins, me and my brothers were the only ones that didn't land in prison. And um, this is trying to change, man. Became family men and it's like, oh shit, you know what? It's pretty cool. It's, it's, it is pretty cool, yeah. man. It's an eye-opener, man. I wouldn't want my kids to say, land in jail or smoke weed or do cocaine and say, you know what, Dad, I know you. Well, you did it. What the fuck? You yeah. Know? What the fuck are you trying to get mad at me if, you do, if you're doing it? So I'm trying to give them that thing. You know what? Mijo, I'm trying to show... Because you got to think, Vato, that 
in the when your babies are getting born, you're the you're the first teachers. Yeah, you teach them everything. It's like you're so like they say in Spanish, ustedes son los primeros maestros. You're the first teachers, man. You teach them everything. You teach them what's right and wrong. And I tell my son, hey, mijo, whenever you're doing something, whenever you you know that something might be wrong, think about the consequences. Think about the consequences, what's good and bad. What's good, okay, this is pretty good about if I do this. But think about if if you're doing something wrong, what are the consequences? Whatever whatever you're doing, think about the consequences. And for me, it wasn't like that. He's like, fuck the consequences. I don't give a fuck. I'm going to do whatever the fuck I wanted. So, so that, it was crazy, man. So that's what I try to show my son. Because my son's already today. My daughters are still small. She's yeah, yeah, already yeah. five and eight. So they're still small and everything. So, so but they're a lot of fun. Man. Yeah, it's yeah, fun. dude. And I see the way that you are with your family too. And yeah, man, it's, it's badass. You're a, a true to the to the core family, man. Hell, fuck yeah, yeah, man. I'll do anything for my familia. There's some, I the, even boyfriend and girlfriend. Me, I guess my wife was the one who helped me a lot. There was times when my wife would get in some crazy shit, and I was there, man. There was. There was one time I remember when we were kids, um, they wanted to jump my brother-in-law and her cousin at this quinceanera. And um, it was a whole bunch of my friends that, that were there and they wanted to jump them. And I, I tell my compadre, hey man, camaradas, they go, no, 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 these are my, my brother-in-law. And they're like, oh, okay, calmance, calmance. And they stop everybody and um, they do it again, man. They come and um, I guess one of the guys were like, talking shit and they wanted to go fuck up my brother they just wanted to jump something trying to find an excuse to jump somebody yeah and I remember my wife taking out her high high heels during that time she was my girlfriend takes out her high heels I'm gonna fuck you up with this <laughs> and this guy comes out and he's like tu callate pendeja like you shut up bitch yeah. oh shit man I moved everybody and grabbed that motherfucker man I fucking picked him up he was everybody no 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 come Everybody knew because I didn't give a fuck, man. Don't fuck with me or don't fuck up with my girlfriend because I'm going to fuck you up. And everything was crazy. And here comes one of my cousins. He's like, what's up? What's what the, What's happening? No, no, no. Boom. And he, they start throwing down him and another guy. They start throwing down. And here comes one of one of my, my, also one of my friends. He didn't know it was my cousin. And he goes and he just sucker punches him from the side. Oh, shit. Boom. He sucker punches him. They're still going at it. And here I come. From the right hand and just hit that. Uh, Your friend Ricky, yeah, my friend also. Boom! I fucking hit him, and he. I remember he grabs his cheek and I'm like, "Motherfucker, don't fucking do that shit!" And he fucking just walked away, fucking pussy. <laughs> like motherfucker, man. It was crazy, man. I had some primos that were down. It was crazy living, but it's, everything changes. Man. Shit, dude. Yeah, now dude, you don't you don't buy anything. Like you don't. We don't have any like. You got you know a car. And like you yeah. know, you're not like I mean you know like compared to when you have money everywhere, it's buying and throwing money up. Yeah, no fuck no. You don't you don't buy like really anything new or like no, like man. you said like you got you don't really have many needs. I have everything I need. Right? Yeah. I got a house. I got cars. My kids are healthy. Would you say you're a hundred percent happy, content person? Yeah, I am. Man. I would say you are. Yeah, I, I I'm a I'm I'm pretty happy with myself. Happy, happy for the person I've changed person that I am now man because shit I was going I was going through the wrong roads man now the person I am I could honestly say that I've changed I've changed a good way I'm a good family man yeah 
Um, shit, man. I guess I just got to just keep on going. Yeah. I want to get old and just watch my watch my kids get mar- get married. Because I told my daughters, um, when 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 can you? Ha-? I told them that your first boyfriend you could have, you have to be thirty five. Yeah. And I and and I tell them, Mija, when when are you gonna get married? When's your when are you gonna have your first boyfriend? When I'm thirty five, okay. I'm like I fucking start laughing, but <laughs> shit, I want to be a straight dad, man. I'm gonna yeah. be those dads that with a shotgun on the side. Yeah. Like, hey, you know, I'm bringing my boyfriend. I'm gonna go fucking interrogate his ass. Well, it's funny because most of those dads that do that are all just for show. But, oh fuck no! But, but <laughs> you're the one dad that the guys gonna show up and be like, oh fuck. Oh fuck yeah, man! I'll fucking grab that fool, yeah. man. Because shit, yeah, you know how all boys are. Shit, yeah, I was one of them. I know. You know, I was just talking to, uh, I was talking to uh, like Vince about this or something, and I was like. Yeah, man, I don't care if, like, I have a daughter and she brings home the 4.0 GPA, like, honor roll, you know, newspaper editor, little kid that is just, like, a nerd and stuff. He's got a dick. And I know what he wants to do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, yeah, fuck yeah. I don't care the- if he's the best, nicest, most char, you know, just the the most respectful guy ever. No, I, I know. No, fuck you, no, man. You got hormones and testosterone flooding your system, right? Yeah, now. yeah. Yeah, I know what you want to do. Oh fuck! I'm gonna be like you. I hope you have room in that fucking car. But I'm rolling. Fuck yeah! I with my son. I was like shit. There was one time. Yeah, Isn't that funny how different that is? Yeah, your son. Yeah, it's just. Yeah, like, it's I don't know. It's my son. Oh, yeah, yeah. with the girls. Right? Oh yeah, fuck yeah, man! You know, do whatever you need. Yeah. There, there was a time. My wife's um, my my. I guess my son they caught on with them. We're looking at porn. My wife's my wife's religious. But not to to the T. She she knows what's good and right and what's wrong. And my son um my son um was looking at porn, and um, my wife comes up. I, I guess they my son in his damn phone. They found out he was trying to change something. Give it to his to his aunt, and his aunt checked, and she's like, "Oh, he's looking at porn." Goes and tells my wife, and um she she goes. My wife tell comes to me. And he's like, "I think your son's looking at porn." I'm like, "Yeah," and um, what? <laughs> and, and she's like, "No, you gotta tell him to stop and do this shit." So we get home. I'm not kidding. And um, my son, uh, my wife's like, "Michael, let me see your let let me see your phone. Let me see your phone." No, mom, I don't know where it's at. I lost it. I don't know where it's at. So my son is like, "No, dad, I don't know where it's at. I lost it." So he goes <laughs> to his room. I, I I'm like, hey, Mija, "Let me go talk to him." So I, I go into the door, close the door, lock it. I'm like, "Mijo, what's up, Mijo?" Dad, you know you could talk to me. Mijo, what's up? Dad, well, I had some. I was looking at some videos. Not anymore. Mijo, I know. And were they fine? He's like, yeah, Dad. It's like, and I, you, I, you hear my wife at the damn door here. He's like, don't be, don't be an acahuete. Don't be like, um, how can you say acahuete? Don't be like a person that's like, let it be or let him oh, do. Okay. Let, let him. I will, I'm a, I'm a cool dad with my son. He's like, mijo, don't let your mom see those things. You know how your mom is. She's going to trip out. I know, Dad, I know. Where's your phone, Michael? Dad, when my mom came up to the car and said, where's my phone? I grabbed it. I got nervous. I grabbed it, and I just threw it. I I tell my son, you know what, mijo, I know we all got, we, we, we all go through that. I went through that shit. So I'm, I'm cool with my son doing that shit, whatever. But my wife's like, no, you can't let him do that. His mind's going to get dirty. And like, ah, shit, me, yeah. 
So I, I tell her, you know what, I already talked to him. He's okay. He's not going to do that anymore. Mm-hmm. So she's like, okay, good thing you talked to him. <laughs> but I'm a cool dad. It's like, yeah. Mijo, you want to do it? Mijo, just don't let your mom know. Yeah. She's gonna... We have even, he's at the age of like right now, I'll, we'll go out to the mall or something. And I'll tell him, look at the Mijo, look at how fine she looks. And my, my son's like, yeah, dad, she's fine. She's very pretty. Mm-hmm. He's like, but we have cold words. It's like, hey, Mijo, look at that ball. And like, oh, okay, yeah, that's a pretty cool ball, Dad. Yeah, so, so it's and man, it's being a, being a guy. You know, there's gonna be temptations. Girl, I probably won't cheat on her. You know how they say, look is you could just look, but don't touch. touch. Yeah, so I'm to that point right now. It's like I wouldn't want to cheat on her because, like, I wouldn't want my wife to do the same thing I did. Right? Yeah. Yeah, it would yeah. be. Fuck that! I'll probably shoot her ass. <laughs> kill the guy. Kill the guy. Go fucking bolt on their ass. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's funny how that works, dude. Yeah, bato. So it, it's crazy, but it's it's a good change, man. Yeah. yeah I've changed for the well. I haven't changed a hundred percent. What do you think you have still left to change? I just change. I mean, there's always improvements. Yeah, there's always improvements, improvements bato. But it's like the person how I am now is that I'm pretty cool with myself. It's uh, I'm, I'm pretty happy with myself. There's maybe later on when I get older, it's like maybe I'll change even more, just calm yeah, my ass yeah, down. Yeah, even. yeah, yeah. This thing's from a time like that. Yeah, but right now, like, who I am, this is who I am. Yeah. If shit happens, I'll still get down. Yeah. I won't hesitate. If yeah. there's a fight, I'll oh, fuck, yeah. I'm there. Yeah, still. I, shit. Really I ain't that, that old. So, yeah. So I, I still like partying. Not, but it's crazy. I'll party everything with you guys, but when I'm back home, that's I don't need to party I'm with yeah. my family there's no need for me time and place yeah there's always yeah vato there's always a time and place for all that yeah. shit so it, it's crazy tiempo y lugares si sí, vato mm. yes <laughs> so yeah it's, shit it's, I, yeah I had to get you were the initial story dude because remember last year we were starting to talk about this stuff and you know like you know we barely met each other and then we were driving back. We, oh, we both, yeah, we're there, we're we both had to go home from the brown fire yeah. to get our, yeah. our our certifications or whatever. That was crazy, man. And we started shooting shit, and I was like, oh, shit, dude. Who's this vato? <laughs> and we started doing stories and everything. And, yeah, dude, your story is the one that made me want to write the book. But then I got into podcasting, and I was like, I have to fucking get Booster Story, dude. And everyone else, too, was like, someone needs to record Booster Story. Like yeah. someone needs to get that because I just think it's the fucking best story you can. You know, it's just just an awesome story of not rags to riches without the money though. You know yeah. what I mean? I mean, just growing up in a life completely different from my own, harder than most kids grow up, and then just the ups and downs. Yeah, and then to end up where you're at, it's crazy. It's pretty cool. It, it is, man. It, it's you should be proud of yourself. Hey, I am, man. Yeah. I am because, fuck, man, I, I, I did have a rough life. Being a, a juvenile from the 13th, I had everything I had. My, I, We didn't have riches or anything, but we always had food on the table. We had a roof over our heads. But once my grandma died, man, that's, that's everything fucking changed. Yeah. So I was 13 till 20-some years old, man. Just did whatever I had to do, make money. And live life and have fun. Yeah. 
It was a cool life, but yeah. and now we're here. And now, and now, we're, now we're we just here. came back from Alaska. Now in California, yeah. Did you ever okay. think your life you'd go to Alaska when you? Fuck were, no. If I went down to fifteen year old Booster, oh, hey Booster, hey what's up Gringo? No. Hey, when you turn thirty four, man, you're gonna be going to Alaska on a fire crew. That's what, that's what, what would you have said to me? Fuck no. Probably hit me. No, I wouldn't. <laughs> I was crazy. I never thought I was always a person. Yeah, when we did our drug deal, we would go to do whatever we had to do if we had to go to California go meet somebody whatever but it was like boom just meet it and come back I'm a person that always stayed home they yeah. did everything that I need to do no Alice no Alice no yeah. that's whatever that's all I had to do man just do my shit right there and make money go to Tucson deliver come back I wasn't a person that is you know what I'm gonna go to fucking far away California yeah. I'm gonna go to it was like stay home make some money do yeah. whatever I need to do chill out yeah so all this shit that we're coming to this place all the way over here okay, we go to Washington Oregon that's all new to me man yeah. that's fucking crazy it's like Las Vegas last year yeah. I've yeah. never been to Las Vegas when we were going to Las Vegas it was just deliver and come back nothing of fucking casinos none of that none of that it was just what we were business for make some money come back and now you're going when you're working. Yeah, you're we're going. Gym, we're like, walking down the street. I my eyes were wide open. I was <laughs> I that shit. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, yeah. So that was, yeah. that was an eye-opener for me. Yeah, dude. Because for me, it was just make money. Yeah. Uh, crazy. Crazy, dude. Well, shoot. Thanks for sharing. We got... That was an hour and a half. Over and a half, Over and a half, dude. I still got a lot of more stories. <laughs> oh, I know. We can, we'll probably, I'll probably do another one with you just to get more stories. Yeah, wait, you can do a lot more of those, but thanks for giving me the rundown. Anytime, Vato. Anytime. Right. You know it. Right. Un camaraz. All right. Bandito. Yeah, bandito de la frontera, Vato. Yeah, de la frontera. Hopefully we ride our motorcycle soon. Yeah. <laughs> All right, amigo.